And he began to speak into my spirit. I can always tell when my spirit gets troubled in a service, I go, uh-oh, there's the prophetic anointing. Now he said, I have my faithful ones here. I have those that are wanting to hear my voice, those that are wanting to march for me. Those that live above emotions, those that live above what society says is right or wrong, those that live beyond religion, those that are hungry for his presence. And as it was spoken about this morning about dedication, and to be dedicated is to die to yourself. To be dedicated is to sell out to the Lord. That he is king of kings and lord of lords. Of our life, our family, our finances, our ministry, everything to do with us. And we think of holiness. Holiness, hagios, means to separate from a profane use to a holy use. You see, God is other. God's not in your pocket. God's not in your little bank account. God's not in our attitude. He is separate. He is other. He is holy. And whenever Moses asked God in Exodus 33, can I see you? Can I see your face? He said, you can't handle it. If you saw my face, you'd die. See, Moses didn't have the revelation of why. Even though Moses had great revelation, because the children of Israel knew God, but Moses knew the ways of God. And even though he understood the ways of God and he parted the Red Sea and, you know, he released the Ten Commandments and he opened up the heavens and had manna coming and had the cloud in the day and the sun and the, and the sun at night and had all that cool stuff going on, he still didn't quite get what God was talking about when he talked about his holiness, his glory. See, doxa means manifested presence. And we look at it in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. He said, well, Moses, you just, you just go up there and hide in that cave in the cleft of rock and I'll let you see my hinder parts. You, 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 you can't see my face. We, we aren't equipped to see God face to face. We're, we're equipped to have him live in us, to lead us, to guide us. And it's like what Pastor Isaac was talking about this morning. We're praying about things that we don't even need to pray about. I love what he said. If the instruction is there in the Bible, what is there to pray about? If you want to receive, so. If you want to prosper, invest, so. If you want to be loved, love others. If you want to be blessed, be blessed by others. You got to bless people. It's a kingdom of sowing and reaping. It's a kingdom of investing. It's a kingdom of relationship. Now, one thing Moses had with God was relationship. And it amazes me when I think about how a man never had Holy Spirit or the glory of God in him. He only had the glory come on him occasionally. And then not experience him for 40 years at one point. But when God showed up in a burning bush, he still knew who he was. And we see where when God showed him his hinder parts, Moses was so excited, he comes running down off the mountain and the people started falling out, couldn't even look at him. 
He didn't understand it. And finally, they said, wait, they had to cover his face with a, a veil because God's presence was so great on Moses that they could not even look at him. You see, when God's glory comes, it reveals things. It reveals sin. It also reveals obedience. It reveals offense, but it also reveals love. Because the glory of God, Paul teaches us in Romans and in the epistles, is not an adjective. The glory of God is a noun. The glory of God is the person of the Holy Spirit. The same glory that raised Christ from the dead is the same glory that lives in you. The same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit that lives in you. Think about it. Moses never had the glory of God living in his earthen vessel. And we see all the things he accomplished. Now think about us today. If we could get a greater revelation of his holiness, that he is separate, he is other, but he loves you and I enough to send grace, his son Jesus, as the second Adam, to pay for our sin, to pay for our sickness, pay for our poverty to cover our shortfalls and to love us enough to know even when we're a mess he's willing to bless you say where are you going with this pastor I don't know I'm just going because there's something in the atmosphere that's other there's something in the atmosphere. I, I saw the worship team. Y'all are anointed. But listen, no, 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 no. It's no. Last night, you crushed it. Tonight, everyone's so gifted and talented, but I could tell in the atmosphere. It didn't click like it did last night. It had nothing to do with you all. It has to do with the warfare and the atmosphere that we can't sing through. It's not bad. I mean, my God, it's a nine out of a ten. Don't get me wrong. But the reason I'm saying that is I want to teach you something. We're, we're tonight, Saturday night, is the night to lift the veil. Saturday night is the night to lift the veil so that we can see God's face like we've never seen him before. So he can reveal himself to us individually and corporately like he never has before. I mean, Steph and I are so excited about this house, this ministry with this worship team and our leaders and our staff and Elder Mark and all the servant teams. And it's just amazing. It's so amazing. And now God's saying, okay, that's the beginning. But do you want other? Well, what is other? I don't know, CJ, but it's not what I am now. What is other? What's it consist of? I don't know. It consists of a heavenly matter, Coy, that I've never experienced. God wants us to just release like gold. He wants to release glory over his people. He wants to sprinkle us with his glory that things we've never sensed, Zach, things we've never experienced, things that would blow our mind in the natural when we think about it what it is 
When we think of holiness, we think of religion and we think of do's and don'ts and works and not works. But that's not what holiness is. Holiness is separating ourselves so the sovereign one can abide with us and in us. Think about it. Moses did all those great works, Mark, and God came on him a few times in his life. And some of that times it wasn't even privately, it was in front of nations. He comes on him in front of Pharaoh to tell him what to do. I mean, yeah, he spoke to him through a burning bush and he gave Aaron as a translator. That wasn't that intimate. Oh, go risk your life again and go in here and speak to this Pharaoh. But you and I have him every minute, every hour, every day. And I was reflecting on what Pastor Isaac was talking about, a life of dedication. You know, we can be dedicated to family. We can be dedicated to ministry. We can be dedicated to our careers, to our health, serving. But if we're not dedicated in an intimate way with others, you see, people want God explained. How can we explain what's unexplainable? All God asks us to do is receive. And once we receive, to release it. Because if he can't get it through you, he's not going to get it to you. Some of you want a greater anointing to pray for people at work and Pray for family members. Well, have you prayed for anybody lately? Well, I'm praying for them. Well, prayer is not just to ask. That's part of it. That's one form of seven kinds of prayer. You also got to proclaim. And moving into what's next in God's presence, in God's glory, and beginning to get revelation. Remember I told you a couple weeks ago we live in these two seasons. One is a season of hiddenness when it seems like you're alone and when things are not working out or you're not noticed or, man, you're dealing with this, you're dealing with that. But it's in the season of hiddenness when you find out if you're dedicated or not. You find out, I'm not going to give up on God. I'm going to love God no matter what. I don't understand God this week, but I'm going to love him anyway. I'm going to serve him anyway. I'm going to give to him anyway. I'm going to honor him anyway. And when we come to that place, he's ready to display his manifested presence on your life. He's ready to display, what is that? Doxa, manifested presence. He's ready to show himself strong in you and through you. And I just feel like Saturday night is like, my goodness, this morning was like Saturday night. I mean, this morning was crazy, the revelation. And now it's kind of troubled in my spirit, feeling like not in a bad way and not uncomfortable. I'm not nervous. But in a way, wow, God, what are you ready to reveal? God, what are, you, what are you ready to pull back? 
And as we set our hearts to that, it's like the men of God were saying this morning, going from glory to glory, from glory to glory. What is it? Going from manifested presence to manifested presence, from Holy Spirit to Holy Spirit to Holy Spirit, level to level to level. We are his, he has his treasure in earthen vessels. And when I think about those of the old, what they did without that treasure, I think about what the great men and prophets of God did and prophecies of God did without God's glory living in them. They were just humbly walking through, speaking what they knew God told them to speak. And then when God's glory came on them, and just think about Elijah. He proclaims a, a drought. It doesn't rain or anything for three and a half years. And the very reason he proclaimed a drought was because of Jezebel and Ahab and coming against his God. And then God spoke to him and said, go up here on this mountain and show out. When he did, he called Ahab and all his false prophets. And remember, they built altars and the false prophets cut themselves, did everything they could, and God didn't show up. When it was time for him to bring the fire, what'd he do? He laughed. He said, hey, bring the water. What do you mean bring water? You, you gotta have fire come from somewhere. You, got, you don't get fire from water because God is other. You, you, you mean I don't get greater revelation and presence from pain? God is other. You, you mean I don't get more understanding and revelation when I'm confused? God is other. You, you mean when everyone and everything's against me, I can't walk in greater faith and blessing? God is other. You see, if you only understand him through human means, you can't speak in spiritual means. And everything Elijah did that day was other. He's laughing at the king who could take it his life then. He's laughing at these false prophets. And the whole nation is watching. And then he prays. And you know the story. Fire comes from heaven. And then Ahab backed off. He took his false prophets and slayed them down by the river. He's at the hill. He just cut their heads off. At that point, nobody wanted to be around him except the poor old guy that had to serve him, his armor bearer. Elijah put his mantle over his head and began to pray because now everything had happened except the rain. As he began to pray, what did he do? He sent that man out on the cliff to look. He come back, prophet, I don't see anything. He's thinking, oh, this is not good. He sends him out again. Prophet, I don't see anything. He does it six times. Number of man, prophet, I don't see anything. He sent him out again. The seventh time, the number of perfection, wholeness, and completeness. He said, I think I see some formation that's not blue out there. I think it's kind of like a cloud, but it's weird. It looks like the shape of a man's hand. See, a lot of people just read that, Corey, and they read it. I don't just see it as the shape of a man's hand. I see it as God's hand. I see it as the glory cloud coming in. 
And all it took was one little glory, glory cloud the size of a man's hand from God. And it brought a, we always called it, what, a Holy Ghost gold or rain or whatever, deluge, right? And the rain came. And Elijah pulled up his skirt and ran off that mountain because Ahab was going to mama and they were going to kill him. And she, he got word. She said she was going to kill him. This same man that was resting in the glory of God with no fear found himself under a juniper tree asking for God to take his life. How can you go from standing in front of a king, killing false prophets, putting water on wooden articles and calling fire from heaven and it comes. And oh, by the way, you call in the glory of God that releases rain over a nation that was dying and starving for three and a half years and now you're afraid of one crazy woman. You know, it wasn't that he was afraid of her and it wasn't that he was afraid to die. You know what it was? He was tired because he only knew what he knew. He only knew what he knew. He's like, what else is there? I'm going to have another crazy person I got to deal with. God, what else are you going to have me do? He's, I'm all alone. God says, come on. I got hundreds just like you. I got them all over the place. He said, look up. God began to speak to him. But you know what happened when God gave him purpose? He said, I found your replacement. He's over there running his ox with his family. Go down and lay your mantle on him. And it's like something clicked in Elijah. He rose up and he's like, okay, God, this is something different. You have an Elisha for me to reach. I don't have to go denounce a king. I don't have to turn a nation over. I get to impart my heart, my soul, my revelation, and your love for me, you to me, into a man. And he's going to do more than I've ever done. I think tonight is a crossing overnight for Bethel. And I think it's a crossing overnight. You are Bethel. You are the church. And I think it's a crossing overnight for us that God is going to release new gifts and new levels of anointing and presence and power and glory. Why? Because he's other. And things we prayed for and fasted for, we're just going to speak. I said, we're just going to speak and it's going to come to pass. See, we see ourselves as we see ourselves. But God sees us separately. He sees us other. It breaks my heart when I see Holy Ghost people feel like they're part of the world and they got to pick up a world's agenda. And I'm just like, you're so gifted and talented and you're going to get caught up in a news station and politics and all this crazy. You get caught up in, I'm not saying don't vote around. Saying, you get caught up in this stuff and it becomes a God. We get caught up in things that distract us. And then they discourage us. And then we're like Elijah. We're sitting under our juniper tree, discouraged and depressed and ready to take our lives. 
Honey, you don't even have to flip the dial more than one time. Don't flip it anymore. I guess press the button more than one time to find something to discourage you. But what you need is not out there. What you need is in here. Because in here is where the treasure is. And here's where the glory is. And here's where the change happens. Because what is in you is greater than what's happening to you or around you. Tonight, in my spirit, I see a lifting of a veil to new levels, new heights, new insight, new revelation, and new anointings. Equipping. Empowering. I mean, if, if we just went back and listened to the message that the, that the apostle delivered this morning, my goodness, Apostle Isaac there, you, you wouldn't need anything else. That gets you to heaven and make you prosperous, successful, and accomplish more than 99.99% of every preacher that ever walked this earth. If you just took that and followed that plan, I'm telling you. <clears throat> now I believe what God is doing for the remainder of this season. It's been a time of impartation. We've laid hands on people. But I'm just telling you, get your little spiritual antennas up. I want you to start opening your heart and your mind to what you've never heard and what you've never seen. And one of us might be saying one thing, you're going to hear something totally different because God's speaking to you. Jesus only needed 12. Turn the world upside down. And I believe this is our time. And I believe this is our season. Now I appreciate what you guys just did. That's faith, and God's going to honor that, and we're going to step into that in a moment. Because they just did what God told them to do. You're going to get some hints from God, and He's going to test you. There's some people you need to forgive, you need to meet with, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. But I'll tell you this much. No matter what, if you open your heart to him, he's going to show his glory on your life at a whole new realm. I can try to hide myself, and we'll be on vacation, Pastor, and I'll try to almost act like I'm somebody else, and some way or another, people are drawn to me, and Steph would just grin at me, and I'm like, I'm on vacation. Here I'm in some big conversation, and I'm like, it's not me, it's the glory. It's the glory of God attracts the broken. The glory of God attracts the proud. The glory of God attracts the humble. The glory of God attracts the broken. The glory of God attracts the wicked. You say, why is everybody picking on me? You think Moses didn't get picked on? You think Paul didn't get picked on? You think John, who was boiled and they couldn't kill him and throw him on an island, didn't get picked on? Don't ask, why is this happening to me? Ask, what must I do with what's happened to me? Like I shared with you a couple weeks ago about Acts, right? Whenever the glory of God hit and the tongues of fire came, and Peter and them were out there preaching to the whole city on the, holiday, the Pentecost holiday. And he said, these men are not drunk as you suppose. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. And he began to tell them what was going on. Because you see, what happens is whenever we see something like that, we want to know what it is and why it's happening. 
But we're going to move into a stage we don't have to know either one of those. We're just going to obey the presence and the power and what the Word of God says over every situation. Do you believe that tonight? I said, do you believe that tonight? Give God a shout of praise. I said, give God a shout of praise. Give God a shout of praise. Well, I guess that's heavy, but I don't care. I can do it because I can. I, I'm just amazed at what God, I mean, because, man, I come in just so excited and joyful. And then the heaviness of the Lord came on me, Pastor Isaac. Like, man, it just landed on me. I'm like, Wait a minute, I came in here in a good mood. Everything sounds good and looks good. But God wanted to stir me. I believe there's some things this weekend you might get a little agitated over because God wants to stir you. Just like at the pool of Bethesda when the angel of the Lord came down and stirred the water, the first one in the water got healed, that word terrasso to agitate. I think there's going to be some agitation and you'll have to make some decisions about what you got to let go to go up. I said you got to let go to go up. But I'll tell you one thing. God will bless 10,000 times whatever we let go of. Do you believe that tonight? 